Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Hi, and welcome to Connecting a Better World, where we spend time meeting some of the most incredible human beings who make this world a better place. We will learn how each individual took their ideas, mission, and purpose to create and serve others in business and organizations that surround social good, social entrepreneurship, and social impact, and find out how we, together, can further connect others to help. I am your host, Dr. Natalie Phillips. Today, we will be talking with Amanda Sammartino, president of the Junior League of Fort Collins. Amanda is a native Hoosier with over 10 years in nonprofit marketing, development, and volunteer engagement. Amanda moved to Colorado in 2015 and joined the team at United Way of Larimer County, serving as a director of marketing and engagement. She is passionate about working for United Way because of the ways in which the organization unites the community to do more together. Amanda volunteers her time with a number of organizations, including the Junior League of Fort Collins, and is currently the president. The Junior League of Fort Collins is an organization of women committed to promoting volunteerism, developing the potential of women, and improving the community through the effective action and leadership of trained volunteers. They work to identify needs within the community, create projects to impact those needs, and use member skills, community collaborations, and community partnerships to implement those projects. So I want to start with you telling me a little bit more about your story of when you first came to Colorado, how did you end up working where you are, as well as how did you get involved in the Junior League? Well, I moved to Colorado from Indiana just about four years ago, almost to the day. And I moved with my husband for his job. And it was just him and his mother were the only people I knew in the community. And they are first generation Italian from New York City. And he's an only child. So as you can imagine, I knew that I needed to make some friends immediately. And I was really just looking for a way to get plugged into the community to really get to know the space that I was moving into and kind of make my way. And Actually, the person who hired me on at United Way also was a alumna, if you will, or a sustaining member of the Junior League. And she said, well, you should get involved. And so I went to my first meeting less than 24 hours after I arrived here. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, I was very dedicated to finding friends. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just an amazing opportunity for me to really meet all the goals I had and check all those boxes because I wanted to give back. I wanted to be involved. I wanted to get to know people in the community, local businesses, other organizations, and the Junior League has provided me with all of those opportunities. So it's really been fantastic because now, flash forward four years later, I find myself somehow as the president of the organization. My marriage ended. And so it was kind of one of those opportunities where I was so grateful that I had had the opportunity to build a family and to really make a space for myself so that you know when the time came, I decided I wanted to stay here. And I didn't go back to Indiana, even though my family is not happy about that. My mother sends me job postings every day. And, you know, it's one of those things that it's just really gotten to be clear that this is the right space for me. 
And I love that too, because we've moved around a lot and I've had to learn to quickly make friends, you know, and you never know what happens. And I love that you chose to stay here too, because you did plant your own roots and you were independent even while you were within your marriage, Mm -hmm. as well as look what happens now, you know? Exactly. Yeah, you have your family. I love that. For me, it was just like, I I really love the culture of Colorado. I love the weather. I love the sunshine. I love where I work. I love the opportunities I've had through my volunteer work and... There's just not a whole lot of that that I want to try to build again somewhere else. So I'm here for now for sure. Great. Well, what sparked your interest in working with women? And tell me a little bit more about the Junior League itself. Yeah. So the Junior League is one of the oldest and largest women's volunteer organizations in the world. We were founded in 1901 and are currently have more than 140,000 members around the world. And so it's a great opportunity for people who are interested in wanting to be a volunteer, who are wanting to maybe learn some new skills through volunteerism in a safe space to really get plugged in. For me, I had worked in nonprofit for a long time time when I moved here, I specifically took a step back in my career and became a fundraiser because I'm a crazy person, I think, and and loved that opportunity. But at the same time, I knew that I wanted to hone my group dynamic skills. I knew that I wanted to get to know some people in the community. And I wanted to do that in a safe space so that I didn't mess up and get fired kind of thing. And so it's like, well, as a volunteer, you can't fire a volunteer, right? <laughs> you can, for the record, oh. you can. <laughs> and so it was just a great opportunity for me to also get plugged in with the service. And that's always been something that's really important to me as a person and is really at the the heart of Junior League is serving. And so we have a number of programs here in Larimer County that are really making a difference in the lives of women and children, specifically our career closet, which I'm sure we'll talk more in depth about, but we just recently moved to a new location. And with that program, we provide work and school appropriate clothing for women at no cost to them. So perhaps they are going back into the workforce after being at home for many years. Maybe they are in a transition of another kind. Maybe they're getting out of jail. You know, women can experience that at any number of for any number of reasons. And for me, it was something I could even relate to because in my career previously, I had been very much behind the scenes. I had been uh, at my desk a lot. And then to move into my fundraising role where I was very forward facing, I didn't necessarily have the clothing to support that. So I was very lucky that I had a husband with a good job and a second income who could help me, you know, build up my business suits and my dresses and that kind of thing. But if I hadn't had that opportunity, I don't know what I would have done to really feel confident and, and able to do my job. And so That's why I'm so passionate about the career closet because, you know, women come in, they make an appointment, they have a specific opportunity to shop. They work with a stylist one-on-one. We provide them with at least two interview outfits if they are interviewing and hopefully two weeks total worth of clothing. Wow. Um, And that includes shoes, accessories, purses. We a lot of times have hygiene products, bras, whatever a woman might need to feel and look her best. It is our hope to give her everything. So... It's a really amazing opportunity and I love working with that. And then we also do a partnership with the Food Bank for Larimer County, formerly called Kids Link, that we call our hunger initiative, where we purchase and deliver 150,000 snacks to kids in need at elementary schools in both Thompson and Pooter School Districts. And so that's a great partnership with the Food Bank. We are so lucky to have their purchasing power so that we can really be making the most of 
that relationship that they have with those suppliers. And then we distribute those to the schools so that kids who, you know, are food insecure or maybe even just forgot a snack that day, but it so it doesn't impact their learning so that the teachers know, hey, why don't, why don't we get you a snack and then try that math problem again kind of thing. First of all, how does somebody get involved in what you're doing with the Junior League? Like at what age? I'm like curious, what age would you take for a volunteer as well as who do you serve? Is there an age limit to that? Um, It is a, a program for adult women. You also need to identify as a woman. And those are our only criteria. Our new member process is about four months long. And so you will attend specific gatherings. <laughs> There's usually wine. So we do prefer people to be 21. And you learn about our organization, see if it's a good fit for you. Our dues are pretty minimal, less than $150 for the year. And that just really helps cover our meeting space. And there's a couple of other financial obligations, but we make it really easy to work within your schedule and, and whatever you're able to provide. And then just jump in. We have monthly meetings and we have monthly volunteer projects. We have our ongoing committees that support the work that we do all the time. Plus we have our done in a day and done in a meeting projects, which are specific volunteer opportunities where we come together and we do something and get it done right then. So for example, I happen to volunteer with the food bank. They're a great partner of ours that we love to give back to. Just a couple of weeks ago, we went in and there were about 12 of us. And over the course of two and a half or so hours, we unpackaged 500 pounds of onions. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so funny. Like you're like, oh, neat. Okay. (laughs) How is that important? But it is really important because they're able, so they get these 50 pound bags. Well, no one family needs 50 pounds of onions. And so we, you know, took them apart and put them in more manageable packages of four or five so that when families are shopping, they can easily grab what they need. And I mean, the work has to be done. Absolutely. And that is really what I love so much about Junior League is I feel like we are a group of just badass women. We have stay at home moms, we have business professionals, we have entrepreneurs and, and women from all walks of life who have come together and say, you know, I want to do something more. I want to connect with others and and here's how I'm going to do that. And so maybe it's packaging onions, maybe it's steaming clothes, maybe it's delivering snacks. You know, we do a, a ton of different things. We also have our Imagination Series partnership with the Lincoln Center, which is another great program where we purchase tickets to family-friendly shows and distribute those to clients with a lot of our nonprofit partners, such as Project Self-Sufficiency or the Matthews House for families that would not normally be able to afford quality entertainment. And so it's exposing their children to arts and culture, exposing their parents even to arts and culture and and letting them just have a nice carefree evening where they don't have to worry about how they're going to pay for it. And they don't have to worry about how they're going to get there because we help provide transportation as well. And so it's just another way that we're trying to make our community better for the women and children that live here so that a rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before on this show. I can see why you connected right away and created a family that surrounded you because when you are able to give, it automatically forms these connections with the people that you're giving with. And it's almost like I've gone on a couple missions in different countries. And even though it could be three days, it could be three weeks at a time that Mm -hmm. I went. We instantly had this connection that will always stay no matter what, because you've actually done something together to make the world better and gave together. So I can totally see how you got connected so quickly and why that became your family here in Fort Collins. 
It's amazing. Absolutely. And what I appreciate now is, you know, I really had so many women that believed in me and they were like, yeah, you can be the president. You'd be an amazing president. I'm like, are you sure? I don't know. (laughs) The things I say sometimes, are you sure? And really what's been fantastic is, you know, we had our career closet grand reopening in November and like that was such a hard push. And that was during a time with my job that I could give a lot of time. But then after that was over with some of the events I was just telling you about that I've had professionally, I haven't had as much to give. And so I've had to say like, guys, I kind of need to take a little bit of a step back for a while. You know, I really need you to step up and support me. And they are always there. And that's the great thing about us all being volunteers is that we know that we can't be all the things all the time. And I think that's a great lesson for women too, to just say like, Hey, I need to ask for help sometimes, or I need to say, no, I can't actually take that on. And that's actually another thing I've really learned through league. I actually took a class on it through Mm -hmm. junior league, which was super cool on delegation at one of the trainings that I had the opportunity to attend that's put on by the association of junior leagues international, this conference to take these various trainings to help me be the best president I can be. And one of the classes was on delegation and it was just so poignant because I was like, Oh, I really need to practice this. I do too. (laughs) And so it was so helpful. It was so helpful to just learn, like, do I have to do this? (laughs) Oh, I do. Okay. Well, how can I ask for help? Um, And it's just been so fulfilling for me to to learn so many things and to be able to give back and to meet so many amazing women in our community and men as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a lot of men who follow their partners to our volunteer opportunities or who have schlepped things for us. And um, we are getting ready. Our garden tour is coming up this summer. That's our greatest fundraiser. And, you know, we're going to be returning to another beautiful neighborhood and it's just going to be another great year. And hopefully we'll be able to continue to fund all these amazing programs that I've talked well, about. Tell, tell me a little bit more about I the garden tour. Like don't stop there. I know. I know. Of course, our garden tour is something that we've been doing for more than 30 years. And we somehow we talk these homeowners into letting us have like a hundred people tromp through their yard, like hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of people actually. And they get to show off their yard. We charge admission for kind of a guided tour. We have a food and beverage sample at the different homes. And you just kind of get to see behind the scenes, if you will, these people with these beautiful, beautiful terraces and gardens. And we partner with Fort Collins Nursery. They've been with us since the inception and they are always on hand to answer questions. So like, oh, what is that plant? And that kind of thing and talk about how it might grow best in your yard and it's just a fun time. It's always a beautiful day because it's beautiful here in Colorado and we just we we put on our sundresses and our hats and we transform into the junior league that you think of. <laughs> and um but it's a great fun- fundraiser and we're so grateful to the generous community that we have that continues to support us. Wow. That's in be June. Fun. Yeah, it's okay, in June, June and to be announced on that uh neighborhood great. that we have selected. Hey friends, this is Charles with NOCO FM, the podcast network and streaming radio station dedicated to creating diverse shows just like this one and the numerous others that we help produce. We hope you'll consider becoming a supporter on Patreon, which helps us pay our hosts, produce more shows, and allows us to give back to nonprofits in Northern Colorado. Not only do you become part of our community, but giving also gets you access to an incredible selection of exclusive content from all of our creators, starting at just $2 a month. To get started now, just visit noco.fm slash patron and sign up. Once again, that's N-O-C-O dot F-M slash patron. Hope you have a fantastic start to 2019. We've got some big things coming your way. Now, 
back to the show. So going back to the junior league, is there a junior league in every state, first of all? Because I feel like they're everywhere. Great question. It is an international organization. I feel confident that there is a junior league in every state. Obviously, each one is different, and they all take on the shape of their community. So I really appreciate here in Northern Colorado that we're very laid back. You know, our dues are extremely reasonable. You don't have to have a sponsor or anything. You just have to meet our membership guidelines. And so it's very low commitment and just a great way to get connected right away. Obviously, other leagues in, especially in the South, that are more robust, especially in Texas, have a much more significant process and it can be more challenging to get connected. But that's just purely due to the popularity of the organization and how many people are wanting to get involved. And so they have to you know, monitor it in some way. Our league, like I said, we mostly work around service and, and that's how we mostly get involved. But other leagues have book groups and mom's clubs and all kinds of little like subcommittees and types of things. We here in, in Fort Collins really just are committed to keeping the work that we're doing going and are always looking for more dedicated women to help us do that. How big is the junior league right now with the members? We have about 50 to 75, depending on when you count us in the year what we call active members. And so those are individuals who are serving currently. They're participating, they're attending meetings, they're on a committee, they're very involved. And then as I mentioned before, we have our sustaining members, which are women who have been involved for at least five years and then have decided that, you know, this is something that's really important to me, but I just, I don't have the commitment right now, or I don't have the time or my life has changed in a way that it's not as important for me. And so that's kind of like an alumni status. And those women are certainly welcome to volunteer with us. They get all the information they pay their dues at a lower rate and just help continue to support the program in a different way. We do have some specific programs for our sustaining members so that they can continue to connect with each other and with the work that we're currently doing. So to answer your question, between 150 and 200 members total. We have a lot of transition and that's something I at first was like, what are we doing wrong? Why are people quitting? And then I realized it's not necessarily that people are quitting. It's people move in and out of this area a lot. And I think that's one of the things, again, that's how I got connected was I moved into the area. And so we, of course, see an ebb and flow to the membership as part of just that general transition. But I think that's just even seeing that influx is just another testament of how open our league is and how easy it can be for people to get involved. How often are your gatherings? So we we have a monthly general membership meeting, which we generally have usually some type of a training or a volunteer project associated with that, maybe a guest speaker. Um, we have a social time. We talk about the different activities that are going on with the league. We, depending on the time of year, maybe vote if that's necessary on adjustments to our bylaws or elect our leaders. We also do a lot to help people understand what opportunities are available for volunteer and leadership within our organization. So in April, we'll be casting a new slate of officers. And so now we're encouraging people to get to know about the different committees there are and what type of work they could do as a part of that so they can decide what committee they want to be on. So with all of the different projects that you organize, mostly to serve the community, right? Mm -hmm. What's your favorite one? Oh, that's tough. I actually have been so lucky in my journey with League. I actually started as a member of the marketing committee that has been my profession until I 
like I said, became a silly fundraiser for a couple of years. And so for me, it was a great way to keep marketing on my resume, keep those skills sharp, use the skills I already had for something bigger. So I started that way. I moved up to vice president of communications. From there, I became our president elect and now president. And so through all of those positions, I have gotten to do all the things and it's been so great. And that's why like, I know everything, but I also know nothing (laughs) because it's like, I hear about stuff and I'm like, huh, Yeah, I guess we are doing that because we have a great structure with our committees and we have a management council. And so there, it really does spread out the responsibility in such a way that makes it so we can support each other, which is fantastic. I mentioned, you know, we have our hunger initiative. We have our career closet. We have our garden tour. We also put on other fundraising events throughout the year. We have a committee that works on grant writing. We have our imagination series. We have our done in a day, which organizes those volunteer opportunities. We have a training committee that helps organize those educational opportunities for us. We have our placement advisors, which serve kind of as like house mom uh, to use a sorority reference, but just kind of a a guide throughout um, the process. So there's all these different committees and there's all these different ways to get involved. And many of our members are double placed, meaning they serve on multiple committees just because that's kind of the size that we're at. We are very ambitious and we want to do a lot and, you know, sometimes have to rely on our membership pretty heavily to in order to further that. But there's lots of ways for people to get involved. You don't have to be a member of Junior League to participate, especially through the career closet. So that is a completely volunteer, completely donation run program. And all of our stylists, as well as those who help sort the clothing, are volunteers. So we receive donations of gently used items. And sometimes we do purchase new ones, especially undergarments, think camisoles. I mean, I wear a tank top under every single thing. And so that's the thing I always get excited about. I'm like, is it time to go tank top shopping? <laughs> and so we'll go get three in each size and every color and just have them on hand for the women that come in as well as leggings and just some of those staples that you maybe don't want to be gently used. But we get these wonderful donations. And so those have to be sorted and then we steam them and then we put them out in our boutique. So if you would come into our space, you would think that you were in a clothing store. Um, where is it located? We, we just moved into a new location, which we're so excited about. Um, we're at 2900 South College, which is the Waypoint Bank building just north of the BMB. And so it's a great opportunity for people to access us through public education. Our building has parking. It's well lit. Some of the things that we were lacking in our former space. So we're really excited. We just moved there in November and are really hoping to get back to serving four to 500 women a year um, through those stylist appointments. So it does take a ton of volunteer power. And so we are always looking for folks who want to come in, especially if you have a group uh, that would be interested in coming in just for a couple of hours, Mm. because it really is a lot of just like steaming and sorting because people are so generous with their donations. However, we can't take everything. We don't take athleisure wear or pajamas or things like that. So those we redonate to our partners like at Crossroads Safe House mm-hmm. for people who would use those types of clothing. We really focus on career and work appropriate clothing. Okay. So we do take jeans, but only really nice jeans, dresses, blouses, skirts, pants, shoes, just anything that would be appropriate to wear to work is what we have in stock. Okay. You know what I'm going to do when I go home? You're right? going to go through your closet, uh-huh, aren't yeah. you? Uh-huh. It's going to be great. I'm going to do the whole Marie Kondo, like yes! tidying up. If it doesn't bring <laughs> you, because it can bring someone joy. That's the best part is. That's think so of, true. Yeah. So think, I always look through my closet and I have like, oh yeah, I'm going to lose five pounds and then I'm going right. to wear that again. Right. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I have sections in my closet. This is when I'm like 10 pounds less. This is like right now. 
now this is like, you know, when I've given a little bit. Yeah. And, you and know, they're never all used. <laughs> exactly. So I would definitely encourage you, especially if you've been in a professional setting or you've had the opportunity to have some nice things and would maybe like to create room for some new nice things to pay that forward to someone who hasn't had that opportunity and to give your gently used items to our career closet so that we can help women achieve economic stability and self-sufficiency. And I love that because I think that's what I saw when you reminded me in November, you must have had that event because mm-hmm. I saw that. And I was like, I didn't know we had something like that here Absolutely. because when I was cleaning out my closets and I did have a lot of professional things, but I was looking for a place and I even asked around and people said I had to go to Denver or I had to do something else. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh. Well, and that, that actually could have been right up until our move, we were closed for almost, for more than mm-hmm. six months. We had actually three catastrophic leaks within six weeks of each other. Oh, wow. And so our space was not usable. And until we were able to locate a new one that was within our budget and met our needs, which was extremely challenging in this community, as I'm sure you can imagine, unfortunately, we were not able to serve the community. And so we weren't accepting donations. So maybe that was uh, what you had heard at that time. But we're so excited now. We typically take donations on Wednesdays from six to eight at our location. We also have a number of partner organizations that accept donations on our behalf because I know those donation hours can be hard to make. And so that's all listed on on our website at www.jlfortcollins.org. If you Google Junior League Fort Collins, we will come up. We are the only one in Northern Colorado and we are just doing what we can to make this community a better place and to create opportunities for women and children to thrive. Go back and tell me of the people that can benefit from some of the service that you do. Is there an age limit? I know that you said they have to make an appointment for the career closet. Do they have to apply somehow? We do prefer for individuals to be referred by a referring agency, which is typically another nonprofit organization in the community, such as Project Self-Sufficiency or the Matthews House or the probation office or some type of referring agency. However, we really found that that was kind of a barrier, that there were women who could use the help and, and actually might have used it if they didn't have to kind of go through that referral process. And so we now have uh, kind of reduced those standards and you can go online and make an appointment for yourself. We will ask you a variety of questions just about, you know, what your specific situation is because everybody's situation varies. You know, it it really could be like um, one woman that I personally worked with, she had been with McDonald's for 17 years and had an amazing career with McDonald's and was very happy there. But then she broke her foot and was not able to be on her feet in that type of position anymore more. And, and for her, that really scared her because she didn't know what she was going to be doing moving forward. And so she had gotten an internship because she had started taking some classes and she had had to wear a uniform every day for 17 years. And so she had no work appropriate clothing. And I interacted with her through my profession and I just said, Hey, I don't, I don't mean to be demeaning by any means, but I have this resource available to me. Would you like to have an appointment? And she just burst into tears and she was so grateful and she was so thankful because that had been her life. And, you know, for me, she was always very clean and well-dressed, but I just noticed that she kind of wore the same thing all the time. And I thought, oh gosh, here I am with access to this amazing resource and how, how silly that I didn't think of it earlier. And so she got plugged in. She, she was able to get a lot of items. It always varies on what our stock is like, depending on our donations. So if someone doesn't find what they're looking for, a lot of times we will invite them to come back uh, when our stock has perhaps been replenished, especially if they're in uh, a larger or a smaller size, because a lot of times those are more difficult to get inventory for. 
but there is no age limit. We do generally carry adult clothing only, but um, we know of a lot of women who are referred to us by their school because maybe they are living in a shelter or in transition and they don't have clothing. And so that's another population that we serve as well. So, you know, it may not be all of your favorite styles. <laughs> um, and, and as I mentioned, our inventory certainly varies, but I would be proud to wear almost anything that we have in our closet. And that's when we're sorting through clothes. I always say like, would I wear this? And I, if I say, yeah, then that's how you know it's wow. a keeper. If not, we'll find a new home for it. Where do you see the most need for help from the community to help out the junior league? We have been doing? so fortunate um, since our reopening. We have had a huge influx of donations. And we have been so fortunate there that people have just been holding on to their things like you mentioned. And so we're really sitting pretty well in terms of our overall inventory. We will never pass up donations of clothing. But what I would say we need more is uh, donations of time of that volunteer power. And also, it does take money to run our closet. And any donation is very much appreciated. Uh, Our rent increased significantly when we moved into our new space. So that's something that we're navigating. We got about 1500 less square feet for about $500 a month more. So it's been an interesting transition. We're not able to hold the back stock that we used to just because we simply don't have space for it. But we're always really grateful because also too, there are those items that you don't want to be used, like bras and tank tops and things just really need to be purchased new. And we're so lucky to have great partnerships with many of the boutiques in the community. J. Jill is extremely generous to us as well as Kohl's. We have a great partnership with them where they always give us the most discounted prices that they can on a number of those things. And then, as I mentioned, those very small and larger plus sizes are kind of the areas that we always need more of. So kind of zero to four or 18 up, um, I would say are those the things that we have the most need. And then also too, shoes, purses, jewelry, scarves, all kinds of accessories, anything that you would put on to feel pretty that's in good shape and could be passed on to someone else we can probably find a use for. And if not, like I said, we'll pass it on to someone else. We have a partnership with Crossroads Safe House, with the Murphy Center, just to ensure that those nice items aren't being wasted and that we're continuing to pay it forward. Awesome. I really need to go because I need to go to my closet right now. Absolutely. I have so, so many things coming in my head going, oh my well, gosh, you know I what? I'm like, going to give you a, I'm going to give you a tour. So that's oh, what we'll do. I would love that. We should. And, and I can, I can treat you just as I would if you were a client coming in, we'll style you. And you know, it's the thing too. You don't have to be at your wits end. You don't have to be destitute. Mm-hmm. I really like, you know, when I hear of the social workers that are referring to their clients, I always say, make an appointment for yourself because you are the one that needs taken care of as well. And so many of us, especially as women are so busy taking care of each other that when was the last time you went shopping for you, not for your kids, not for your husband, not for Christmas gifts, but for yourself. And so that's a thing that I always encourage people to do, especially those that work in nonprofit, especially that those are serving others. And that's one of those things too, that we've, we've wanted to create a video or we've wanted to do something to help people understand what the experience is like, given that we are an all-volunteer organization with limited resources that just hasn't come to fruition. But I think this would be a great opportunity to kind of tell that story, help people understand what it's like, that it's not scary. We're really nice. Um, We have dressing rooms. Our clothes are clean. It's not um, anything that you need to be ashamed of or worried about. We just hope that folks will come and enjoy their experience and then go out feeling like they look their best so that they can nail that job interview or they can, you know, really step into that new position or whatever the adventure ahead of them is. 
Is there anything else that you'd like to share about the Junior League that we may not have covered yet? Actually, yes. I was not super excited about the junior league when I first joined. (laughs) Um, No, I think that there's a lot of misconception that, oh, it's, you know, you wear pillbox hats and pearls and gloves. And that maybe is how it used to be when it was founded in 1901. And as I mentioned, every junior league takes on uh, the shape of its community. And so here, I feel like everyone is very welcoming. We really embrace each other. We are really committed to being as diverse and inclusive as we can in a community like Northern Colorado and um, are just really welcoming people from all those different types of backgrounds. And so if you ever had any hesitation, if you think, oh, that's stupid or they're snobby or whatever... Maybe we were. I don't know. I've only been here for four years. That's all I can take credit for. But what I do know is that I've really been welcomed by an amazing group of women who have huge hearts and who are really wanting to make a difference in the community. So we are not your mother's junior league, as I like to say. And we're, we're actually a really great group. So um, think about it. You can find more information about our organization on our website. A lot of us would be more than happy to give you a tour of our career closet or speak with you about our personal experiences because I know it's been really meaningful for a lot of us. And one last thing, what piece of advice can you share with our listeners just from you of how to make a world a better place? Oh my goodness. Such a loaded question. <laughs> That, that is something that I've been committed to for a long time. I've had my personal demons in my, my past. I had a, a rough childhood. And so for me, I thought I've made it through so much so already. Like, what am I going to do with that? And for me, just looking to that opportunity to serve and trying to say, what can I do to help someone else? Because hopefully someone else is going to be doing that for me. I think it's it's really, that's what my life experience has been. And so... I've said before, you know, I certainly don't think I deserved a lot of the things that have happened to me in my past, but I certainly also haven't deserved a lot of the good things that have happened too. So that's what I try to look at and and how I try to live my life is how can I make this better for someone else and how will that help me heal as well? Because nobody ever feels bad doing good. Yes, absolutely. Put that on a t-shirt, right? (laughs) We have a lot from you we could put on a (laughs) t-shirt. Well, then I'm going to have to charge you for those. (laughs) All proceeds benefiting the Junior League of Four (laughs) Collins. No, I'm really excited of the opportunity just to show people firsthand the amazing opportunities that we have through our group and the great service that we provide to our community. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to share what you're doing for the community here in Fort Collins. I think that it's absolutely amazing. I know for one, I am going to check it out and you might find me on your doorstep. Well, you should. In many ways. Absolutely. (laughs) We would love that. Like I said, you can learn all about what we do on our website at www.jlfortcollins.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at JLFC. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World. And thank you, NOCO FM, for supporting this show. If you haven't heard, NOCO FM is dedicated to bring diverse voices and spotlighting a unique culture to Fort Collins and beyond. For more information, please visit www.noco.fm. If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes, as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to noco.fm online.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.